July 14th, 1978. You're going to love this movie, Garfield. It's my all-time favourite. Now, here's where Lieutenant Lacroix found... God fucking damn it! God fucking damn it. Can I just say that every single time I've read the comic, it's been fine. And you're supposed to be the professional voice actor. I've got glasses on, which is different, that's why. Can can you please give the date? Is that Lacroix? Lacroix? Lacroix. 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 Can you do the date? I'll pretend this. 1978. 14th of July. Why are you like this? Do you like the Americans do? Okay. You're going to love this movie, Garfield. It's my all-time favourite. Now here's where Lieutenant Lacroix finds a spot of blood on the butler's sleeve. So he figures, aha, this guy is acting very suspicious. Hi. Hello, welcome to I Don't Like Mondays. It is an unedited Garfield podcast where I can read words that are written down. But you're going to like say your name then, like professionally, like. But no, you just segued. I'm Cat, by the way. Hello, everyone. Uh, hello, I'm Guy, and yeah, I'm wearing glasses, so if I sound different, that's why. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to this. It's weird. It's making me a bit queasy. Yeah, it, it will do. They do. Um, you know, I takes could... a while to get used to them because I've I've got um, astigmatism as well. So, so whenever I. I well, whenever I get new glasses, um, I always feel like I'm going to fall over when I'm walking <laughs> because um, it sort of does weird things with the distance for a little while oh, until I'm used to them. That's no good. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah, it's been, it's very odd. But now we can see Garfield in blistering high definition. Um, wowie! This is the first time. Like when you read that just then, it was the first time that I'd seen this strip. So I was experiencing the comic at precisely the same time for the first time as our listenership. Yes, that's what I try and do. Have you not noticed should that we, I try and do that? Should we call them readers? No, I think that's biting <laughs> on regular features. Oh, no. And as we all know, Gav frightens me. Yeah. And I, I do not want to be... I do not want that man to be aware of my presence. <laughs> or existence. It, yeah, I, yeah. Th- that's, yeah, that's the last fair. thing that's I need. Um, that's entirely fair. Joe Scrabbles just perpetually sounds like a mischievous child. Yeah, that's that true. That man is a professional. Like, he is a respected member of the video game writing about community. And he sounds like he's perpetually nicked a sweet. I think that says a lot about the professional video game writing community, to be perfectly fair. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Joe Scrub. No, I like No, I'm not saying fuck you to anyone. I don't know where this has come from. Where's this belligerence come I can't, from? I can't believe you've heard it here first, listeners. Cat Kelly hates Joe Scrabbles. The bastard man Joe Scrabbles, she calls him. Registered except for like listening to regular features on a long car journey, for example. What what where's this come from? Oh, I don't know. This you've is like you've got you've got an air about you today. This is like when you you've decide, got a real air about you. <laughs> this is like when you decided that you hated Ken Dodd and carried out oh. a, a multi-year harassment targeted no, harassment. What actually campaign. happened was that you decided that it would be funny to insist that I hated Ken Dodd and had carried out a targeted harassment campaign, and you 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 said that continually. For quite some time. Yeah, but you know those you know those vans that are sort of triangular and they're like moving movable billboards effectively. Like you can 
You can get something printed on the side You're of them. You're going to say you... that I hired one to go outside his house, aren't you? You did. You I did. Didn't. And it, in large letters, it said, pay your taxes, open brackets. Also, please be more mindful of the people who work at the venues in which you perform. They may not wish to have to stay so late at work. Close brackets. Open brackets again. End your shows sooner. Close brackets. Did he actually do very long shows? I think my grandma and grandpa went to see him. I went to see him, and they said he did a very long show. He he, he was he was famous for. I went to see him at the Bedworth Arts Centre. Presumably, then everyone at those venues knew that it was going to be a late night. I don't think it was a surprise. No, I mean, was it like one of those things where you know a band does an encore? And everyone pretends to be surprised and delighted when they come out again. I wish bands wouldn't do that, actually. I wish they'd just get all of their songs done. You know what they actually should do as well? Instead of waiting until the last songs to do the ones that they're really famous for and that everyone's waiting for, they should just do those first and get them out of the way. So like, oh, so people, everyone can so file everyone, out. Yeah, so like people who, who are not hardcore fans can just be like, you know what, that was great, I enjoyed that, but I'm off now, I'm going to go home. Like when we saw Tom Jones at that festival and the entire crowd was shouting, play Delilah, and he was just doing his gospel stuff. Just doing shit gospel stuff, yeah. And then he didn't even do anything decent at the end, he just walked off and everyone was like, oh. So, thus far on this recording, we've learned that you can't stand Joe Scrabbles, the bastard man Joe Scrabbles, you call him. Nope. Uh, You ran a targeted harassment campaign against beloved comedian and tax dodger Ken Dodd. Nope. And you, you hate all all music. No, none of that history. You're drawing Joe Scrabbles right now, and then just drawing a big cross through him. I'm not actually. I'm just sitting with my hands like warming in my hoodie pocket. Yeah, but people briefly thought you might have been because of the magic of radio. <sighs> yeah. No. You're you're wearing a t-shirt that says. Tickling sticks are just feather dusters. Teach the controversy. Did he have, like... That sounds a bit dodgy. Tickling sticks. Yeah. He passed... I genuinely don't. I genuinely don't really know much about Ken Dodd. Is the yeah, funny, which, is the why it's, which is why it's so peculiar that you ran uh, such a targeted campaign against them. He, he, Ken Dodd I don't know wronged what I've done you. to deserve this. Ken Dodd wronged you in no way. Yeah, and I've wronged you in no way. What have I done to deserve this? Well, that's what he was saying. Uh, He'd lean out of the window in in knotty ash. You know an awful lot about Ken Dodd. Why do you know so much about Ken Dodd? Well, because I've had to listen to your diatribes about the man of an evening. It's like, oh, did you know know he didn't pay his taxes and got in trouble with the law for it? I'm really tired. I'm really tired. (laughs) I'm, I'm tired, I'm anxious, I'm exhausted. And to top everything off... You're, you're giving me grief about an imaginary campaign against a beloved comedian. The Diddy Men weren't even that good. You used to shout. Were they real people? No, they were puppets. Were they? I Is believe true? so. I think so. I genuinely, I genuinely ask because I genuinely don't know anything about the law of Ken Dodd. Well, the law of Ken Is there Dodd. a Wikipedia somewhere? Do you think there's like a fan Like a Doddipedia. Yeah, like someone's done a really... Um, a really in-depth, deep dive into the, the mysteries of Ken Dot. Someone I, will have done. I wouldn't be surprised. And you probably dislike that person as well. For for their love of Ken Dodd angers you. Look, no. look you're, you're, you're visibly, visibly angry. And that's because we've been talking about oh Ken Dodd. God. So this is a Garfield podcast where 
It's your, a Garfield review podcast. A Garfield, yes, that's true. Where your husband and wife hosts, I, Guy Kelly, and... Cat, I've already said. Yeah, I know. Hello. I'm just... Uh, review the Garfield comic strips starting from the very first one um, to the present day. A genuinely impossible task. As has already been discussed, there is no editing to this podcast and I'm wearing glasses. Um, yeah, but like, can you see that screen a little bit better with them, though? It's not as blurry. It wasn't really blurry to begin with. It makes no... There's distance. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it makes any difference. It probably will, and it'll probably stop them getting worse. Is oh, the thing? Yeah, yeah. I guess I'd, I'd imagine after a couple of days, um, you'll notice. It listeners, you may yeah. wish to try this as well. If you go for an eye test, uh, you can just lie, and then they'll prescribe you some glasses, and it'll cost. You can you can get. It, they don't have to work. You can, what's that face for? You can't do that anymore, really, because they have the machine that like gets a rough idea of what your prescription should be. What? Yeah, yeah. You How know, does that you work? Know, well, you know when they make you put your chin on something, like, <laughs> like, like a make, dog waking, yeah, a like, rude so dog waking at a table. So, so for folks who don't know, I wear glasses. I wear glasses all the time. Yeah, well, they I, can hear that, can they? Yeah, I can hear it. Um, so I'm, I'm not, um, I'm not massively short-sighted, but I am short-sighted enough that I, I, yeah, everything's a bit blurry without them. So, I, and I've worn them for like most of my adult life. Anyway. So it used to be that you'd go to the opticians and they'd have like, you know, a rough idea of what your prescription was previous or whatever. Um, and then they'd sort of very gradually, you know, via, via a series of big steps down to small steps, they'd put the, like the fake glasses on your face and then they'd replace the lenses, you know, and then like they'd have the little little flippy Is one that looks like this a, one? the first or the or second. Yeah. And all the rest of it. Um, and they still do that to a certain extent, but they now have a machine that measures your eye Um like you know, with little lights and things. Um, well, so, why did he make me look at letters if well, a machine? Well, it's because can do they, it. they that the machine does He's the wasting big, my time. The machine does the big bit, and then they kind of do the little bit via, you know, actual sort of subjective. Is it better? I meant to tell you the um. Have the little bit that puffs your eyeball. I as don't, well. So when I don't like that. I always I always have to do it five times because I automatically like startle. So, so when they photographed my eyes and puffed my eyes, presumably to test my eye pressure, which terrifying. Yeah, um, it was. A, a lady and an affable, but um, mildly incompetent gentleman. I think it was his first day with the eye machine. Wow! And so I had to rest first. my chin on this, and it was like, okay, now raise it up, raise it up. No, no, you've raised it too far. It's like you motherfucker, you're lifting me up off the table. Put put it back down, mm-hmm. and I had to just like obligingly sit there while he clumsily buttoned this machine, and then blew air into my eye while I looked at a picture of a hot air balloon. Oh yeah, they make they make you look at the hot air balloon. They make you look at the hot, which, which has given which, me now a fear yeah, of which, hot air because if I see one in a distance, I'll worry that an idiot is going to. Bl- if this was you, by the way, um, man from Specsavers, you seemed nice. Please don't let this put so you off your they, goal um, of blowing air in people's eyes. The thing about the balloon is that they always um, like whenever because because I'm so short sighted. Well, not so short sighted as I say, but because I'm short sighted in one eye more than the other, etc. When they when they make they look at, you look at it, it's without the glasses on, obviously. Um, and or, or, or contacts, and so like the balloon is incredibly blurry. So what they'll often say is, you know, focus on the balloon in the distance. And I'm like, motherfucker, there is no balloon. There's just wow. a collection of colours. What are you talking about? Wow. All right. Can you focus in the distance? No, there's nothing there to focus on. I mean, what? there is no balloon. There's just a collection of colours. I think that's a genuinely interesting philosophical statement. I think Merleau Ponty talks about that. Um, because it because it is like it's just it's just colours and then our brain filters through and them. and tells us and and applies meaning to it. 
In the same way that while this is just a three-panel comic strip, which 12 minutes in, we've not touched on. Um, but of course, you know, part of that is because I fluffed the line read. Yeah, we as got a, distracted. As a professional performer. We got distracted. You Again. announced to the world that you detest Joe Scrabbles. I didn't, though. You ma- you keep making things up. Because of the way that your head is leaning, your glasses are, like, wobbling slightly. No, don't leave them be. I'm it's enjoying having a little wobble. So they're a bit like that. Well, yeah, good. <laughs> so uh, Catherine there just pulled the face of a stand-up comedian's fringe poster in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, taking an askance look at the daily uh, the daily topic score. Every single comedian's poster for the fringe looks exactly the same. Ooh, shrugging my shoulders and and Ooh. holding a holding a microphone and off, but it's off to one side and I'm shrugging. Oh, what am I like? Oh, oh. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> um, I'll burn all of the bridges I've ever built. Wow. But, um, should we talk about a comic strip? Nish's posters are nice. No, Nish's posters are nice. They're quite funny yep. because um, they're very self-deprecating in a charming way. He is a charming. Whereas, man. whereas a lot of I think. It's just going to get me cancelled in the classic sense. Wow! Um, but bear in mind, of... <laughs> I'm 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 at some point going to go back on the comedy yeah, I circuit. Know, I know. And so... but the thing is that I, I I am your wife, yeah, but I'm also an entirely separate and independent human being with my own opinions. What? Which I am perfectly when, a, 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 did, a liberty when, to express. When did that come? What you do? When did that come in? <laughs> We've had this exact conversation before, <laughs> possibly while you were also about to to disparage about to disparage Tom Crosby performing. Nerve. Again, you just no. Tom's he he was a guest a couple of episodes ago, and now you're all like, "Oh, a Rubik's cube? What's that about?" No, I'm not. You've got to stop doing this. Okay, it's, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not true. No, cat's very nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, So's Tom. No, what was I thinking about then? What, 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 Comedians. Yeah, like the, the posters are always a little bit like, oh, look how wacky I am. But we all know that comedians have the most fragile egos of anyone out there. I cannot believe you said and, that. And I cannot yeah, believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How and, dare? Because what and, I'm doing yeah, there yeah, 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 is yeah, I pretending. Know. That's the thing. That's that the I'm, thing. Yeah. Because I'm. Yeah. I'm pretending to entirely predictable. I'm being. This is this is the thing. So comedians, like you know, there's particularly stand-ups. They'll have these posters, and I know, what? I know that I'm. I can, I can feel the dynamite being lit under my mentions, proverbial and otherwise. Um, but like they have these posters where they're a bit like sort of, ooh, 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 but in reality, it's it's so perfectly posed, and you know that that's the best shot out of two hundred of them. It's like this kind, of, this artificial sort of carefreeness. It, it just really winds me up. It's going to blow your mind when you realise that they actually write their sets as well. It's not. Yeah, I know. It's not an off the cuff. I know. Series. Of, I'm perfectly well of aware reckons of that. That This having. is what I mean about the fragile kind of ego. That the the, the 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 self can be presented as up for mockery, but only within a certain very clearly predefined set of parameters. Anything outside of that, and the entire edifice shatters. Anyway. Um, should we talk about a Garfield comic? Let's talk about a Garfield comic. <laughs> let's let's shatter this particular edifice. Um, so John Arbuckle is sitting on a comfortable armchair, and he's seated in front of uh, what I believe is supposed to be an old CRT television, um, or you know, sort of television from the sort of late seventies, eighties. It's really thin. This television. It's really thin. I it's think. Weird. I think because if it's if it had been given the depth that a CRT. Well, well that, an actual seventies television. An actual seventies television. Massive. It would it would look peculiar. I think there's not enough 
screen real estate. No, there's not enough strip exactly, space. Exactly. Not and so, in order to show you the back of this telly, I guess that's an important thing. I don't uh, know it's why. now it's it's a very narrow television, but with a, yeah. a fun a fun aerial, the bunny ears. Yeah, area. I don't know why why we have to see the back of the television. Um, my grandparents had a like old oh was it Granada television or something like from the seventies I mm. think late seventies or possibly early eighties and they had it well into the nineties, into at least the late nineties and it was massive. It had that um, you know the kind was of wood? Wood, the wood veneer oh, wow. yeah yeah and a um, a remote that had sticky buttons um, and they were like really. Ugh. I don't want to say mechanical, but like you, you really had to press hard mm. on the buttons to get them to, the, to register. The first television I had in my bedroom as a youth um, had a wired remote. Wow. It was so old. It had a, wow. like an actual cable that plugged it. It was the three and a half mil jack, um, like a headphone cable, and it plugged into the telly. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there was... Um, yeah, that was in the sort of front room, which was the dining room for many years. Mm. Um, and it was absolutely massive. So I, I don't know if John Arbuckle is privy to, you know, kind of technology <laughs> See, beyond the, the, the period. You're, you're saying that, like, John Arbuckle works in the upper echelons of the American government and I don't has know. access he works to... for DARPA, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like in Metal Gear Solid, the line, um, everything you have is made from currently existing technology. It's like, well, you're... Of course it is, because otherwise, it, what else would it be? Yeah, what imaginary technology, like pork futures. What? That, it's what? the way that you're sitting, your, your glasses are definitely tilting. Because, well, that's because I've got my head Because of your head tilting, yeah. Well, do you want me to put a different pair on? No, that? not at all, no. It's just, I, it's just, I think it's because I'm not used to seeing you in glasses, so it's quite, like, I can, I can it's, see It's fresh them. and new. Who, yeah, are, who is this man in your house? Who is this man in my house? Yeah. With, with a pair of glasses. Whereas you're used to seeing me in the... Anyway, well, I'm um, not used to seeing you with glasses, because because no, today is my first day of wearing, wearing them. Glasses. You see, yeah, exactly. so you've never previously had a little box around you, but now you live in a little box. Yeah, and you, it's it's amazing how quickly the little box goes, and and you're like in the same way that your eye you, you, you can't see your, your nose. nose. Yeah. Yes. Well, everyone listening can now see their own nose. Actually, when I first got my nose pierced, I could see my nose for oh, a day or two yeah. because there was obviously like a little stud there. But now I just don't see it at all. Do you ever used to it. have like when you yawn mm. um, and a, a tear will form? No, I don't. I don't cry from yawning. Well, okay, <laughs> fine. At some point, I don't get watery in, eyes from yawning. At some point in your life, when a tear form, when there is a little more fluid than usual on your eye, yeah. does it ever form a lens that allows you to see in up close and perfect detail? All of the pores on your nose. Yes, that um, is one of my favourite. Yeah, things. and sometimes you can see it like from. Um, I'm doing it now, like the light reflected off the edge of a spectacle, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Or if you get um, water on an eyelash, sometimes that will oh, do it. It's genuinely one of my favourite. You're like, yeah. you see your nose in, the, and you're like, oh look, yeah, it's really microscope. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh look, there's there's tiny hairs and reflection. It's oh, it's well good. Yeah, that's quite <laughs> and you can't. You can't make that happen. You can't make that happen these days, can you? No. Um, we're, <laughs> right, comic strip. Oh, God, we're so bad at this. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we wait another 30 seconds, it'll have been a solid 20 minutes. Oh, oh, no, but we have we have started describing this. So there's a television. In front of the television is John Arbuckle. He's very close. He is quite close. He'll get square time. eyes. Yeah. That's, that's no good. Um, Garfield the cat is sitting on his lap, uh, lying on his back. 
sitting on. It's quite a nice scene. They're, yeah, they're it's enjoying quite sweet, themselves. Actually. Um, I initially thought, ah, now this is. Gar- Garfield is lying on Garfield's back, but Garfield is also kind of sitting. On he's sitting John's on John's tongue, lap. Slash lap. In the original, when this was originally printed, mm. we wouldn't know who's who was holding the bottle. No, that's true. Because while we are seeing this in glorious full colour, if we're operating on the assumption that this would have been a black and white comic, and we don't know whether it was. Mm. We could have researched, but that feels like that's not in the spirit of things. Yeah, there's a bottle of, like, it looks like Coke or something, doesn't it? I'm assuming cola, because either that... Well, Garfield is holding this bottle. Either Garfield is drinking an entire bottle of wine, or it's a soda. Or beer. Does Garfield drink beer? Has Garfield ever endorsed an alcoholic drink? I suspect not, because it's for children. He smoked a pipe. Yeah, but everyone smoked. Back when Garfield smoked a pipe. Like, everyone smoked a pipe. Everyone, but did cats? No. (laughs) So... But Garfield is not a cat. What? What? Right. Hang the fuck on. (laughs) I, like, one of us is about to learn something. No, but he is. No, he's not. He's a pictorial representation of a cat. He, he's a he's a kind of platonic ideal of, of this particular cat. He's not a cat, and he's not even a representation of what we know of as a cat. Garfield is definitely a cat. Not in any real sense. He, he is. He's a cat. No, he's a representation of a cat. He's, do we ha- he's a symbol of a cat. Do we have to go back to the, the very first episode of this. Right, just just because John says this is my cat Garfield doesn't necessarily mean that Garfield is a cat. Are you calling John a liar? I'm calling John a... Uh, John is integrally um, wrapped up and constrained within the parameters of the fiction set out in front of us. This is giving me the fear. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is genuinely right, unsettling cats, me. Cats don't sit drinking Coca-Cola. And Garfield is sitting here drinking Coca-Cola from a bottle, holding the bottle with his little hand paw. Cats don't do that. Therefore, Garfield is not actually a cat. He's he's a kind of cat. And he's a kind of cat which is a fictional creation that occupies the anthropomorphic space of, you know, cartoon strip cat that we have in our kind of collective iconography. But he's not actually a cat, nor is he a representation of a cat. Ceci n'est pas un chat. Well, he's not a dog. No, that's Odie. (laughs) (laughs) What? So I mean, Odie is not a dog either. But yeah, you know, that wasn't as funny if I'd have said that. You seldom look more beautiful than when (laughs) you're smiling and laughing like that, and you. Only ever smile and laugh like that <laughs> when you're being a fucking pain. <laughs> when you're being a willfully difficult individual. <laughs> and you just glow from within. I was put on this earth to cause trouble. And small trouble. Small trouble. Like, but troubles like, nonetheless. Like sticking googly eyes on stop signs. Yes. Very, very small troubles. Yeah. Which I would never encourage anybody to break the law, but you can get packets of self-adhesive googly eyes, and if they are applied to a stop sign, they look hilarious. It looks like a... 
like a big red face. Right, so so Garfield right, in this first panel, Garfield is sitting on John's lap. Um so, yeah. he's occupying the space of that would be occupied by a traditional cat, like a lap cat, but he's not doing it in a conventional he's way. He's sitting like a person. He's sitting like a person. Like if you had a lover that would sit John. upon your lap yeah. and watch like yeah. As I was saying, you can't tell in the first panel, well, you can now because it's in colour, but colour, in this yeah. world we've invented where it's maybe not in colour, it could be John or Garfield holding this bottle. Yeah, in the second We later panel, learn it's Garfield. It's Garfield, yeah. yeah, which, you know, in itself could have been a visual gag in black and white, but... Um, that's so, true, that would be quite funny. Yeah, so... Oh, um, yeah, that, that's yeah so John is saying, you're going to love this movie, Garfield. It's my all-time favourite. John is looking kind of quite smug. He's got a weird mouth. It reminds me a little bit of Philippe's mouth from Akewood. I've been reading a lot of mm. Akewood lately. His nose um, and mouth situation looks like an anchor. It's bizarre, isn't it? This sort of nose slash filtering that I looks, we discussed previously. He looks, so I made the mistake of looking at some modern Garfield mm. a couple of days ago. And first of all, it's toilet. Like, it's, really it's, it's what we thought Garfield would be when we started this. Because that's the Garfield that the we, we sort know. of yeah. sort of knew, and I know to. we've recently discussed uh, like the Nancy comics and how they've got a new writer and artist, and they're fucking great. great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these are quite charming. Like I, I went back and, and re-listened to the first episode of this, um, which we, like we we were going in expecting to have a good time, and I think it's quite nice that as the comic has developed. As the podcast has developed, I like. I think we've got better at podcasting. You know, I mean, the bar was low in the first place. Well, you know, technically, for this Garfield review podcast, we're twenty-five minutes in, and we're in a third of the strip. Um, So the reason I'm giving these time checks is if somebody, when I first gave the time check of like we're we're nineteen minutes in, if somebody had put an egg on to boil, they could now know to take that egg off and have a nice soft boiled egg. Yeah, that'd be helpful. I probably should have told them that. When I was because well, let's do that now. It's no, I'll forget. Oh, I can't. You can't force it. Don't. Uh, okay. You can't. Like I'm not. I'm not saying stop trying to make fetch happen, but I think it's. You, no, you... I, I'm, I'm. I'm. You know, at some point in the future, let's put a timer on, like on silent on the phone or something, so we can say to people, "Put your eggs on now." Put your eggs on now, and if you'd like them soft boiled. They'll we'll we'll let point, you know when yeah, they're done. We'll you know. That's a public service. Yeah. It's like the speaking clock. Yeah. But I think so. So anyway, John says, you're going to love this movie, Garfield. It's my all-time favourite. I really quite like this picture of Garfield in the first He looks panel. very he content. Looks cute. He does. It's a nice he smile. He's cute. He's got a cute little smile on his face. He's it's quite chubby. Garfield. He's not He's not the kind of, just, oh, the horrible the, Garfield the nothing. that we now know. Yeah, that's where I was going. John Arbuckle looks wildly different now. He does, yeah. He really um, does. Yeah, it's, oh, it's bad. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so they're preparing to watch a film, obviously. Um, in the second panel, John is... What, is is he pointing to the television? But it looks like he's holding up his hand as if he's going to do like a sock puppet thing without a sock on it. It's weird. Or he's pretending to be an Italian. Why would he pretend to be an Italian? How? What? What are you talking with, about? When you do this with your hand. But it's not because his, his, like, his fingers are you know parallel to the ground. He looks like... He looks if, like he's doing a sock puppet. Yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're doing a sock puppet but you don't have a sock on... Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what, what he looks... Is it? Yeah. When? Were you not listening? Obviously not, no. Oh, God. What? 
This is that thing where I'm like, I told you that a moment ago, and you say, you never said that, you've never well, told no. me that. Well, no, so you said sock puppet. In this case, you said this... sock puppet once, but before then, this did you also say record. it? I'm going to have to re-listen to this. Mm. So, it looks like he's either holding a sock, like, being a sock puppet, or saying something's about this big. Yeah, like, <laughs> holding his hands. About like, this big. No, don't tell them. They can, they, let, let them do some fucking work for a change. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Right. <laughs> People pay money for this. I mean, thank you. It's really, really nice of you. And please don't think I'm just astonished. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice. It is nice. It's nice. I'm not saying otherwise. I'm very tired. So, speaking of a very tired cat, I genuinely think that. I think you're right. I think this is a gag. The fact that John Arbuckle is pointing. Yeah. And it's a different hand. And I that think way that was originally a visual gag in the book. I think that comic. was a visual yeah. gag. Yeah. Um, so he's saying, now is where, here's where Lieutenant Lacroix finds a spot of blood on the butler's sleeve. So he figures, aha, this guy is acting very suspicious. And the, the text literally fades out in the book. It's nice, yeah. It's not yeah. so. If, if I were writing a comic, and God help me, I'm not, I would have a word to, to, to suggest someone being cut off mid sentence, I'd use a dash. Yeah. I'd cut the word in half. I'd half the word. I wonder. I mean, had that convention been established by the... Yes, it had, come to think of it, because Charles Schultz was using it in yeah. Peanuts years before this, in the 60s um, and 70s. So, yeah, it had been established. So, um, the word suspiciously is, after the P, it, yeah, it fades like Marty McFly's sister. Um, it's it's the reduced... from Disneyland. Yes, it's it reduced to dots. Oh, no, Back to the Future. When... That was the first film, wasn't it? Yes. When he had the photograph yeah. and tucked into his guitar. Hmm. So what was the second? Oh, that was the future one, wasn't it? Yes. That was the one in the future. Co- in a couple of years ago. In a couple of years ago, yeah. <laughs> with, um, and the third one was the cowboys. The third one was the cow. The cowboys boy. Yeah. Cowboys. Yeah. Why did I? Why had I forgotten? What, what everyone forgets it? number two. I think it's because I it was on the, TV less. I think. I think everyone forgets number two. It was a little bit weirder. And maybe, I mean, I think they probably wanted to have it be quite different to the first film, both aesthetically and in terms of plot. And I, 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 I quite like the third film. I thought it was quite fun. I quite like the third film. It's nice. Yeah. I, I like Back I didn't to the like, Future. I didn't like Back to the Future 2 so much. Did you not? No, I just, there was something about it. I had, it had a, I think the thing about the first one and the third one was that they had a kind of, um, there was peril, but it was, um, the kind of peril that you get in like a Saturday evening television show, you know, it, it, it's 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 manageable, mild peril, um, and you never really think that things are gonna actually go wrong. Whereas does, in does Back to the Future Two, like, isn't there the threat of hanging in the third one? Yeah, yeah it's played for laughs. Is it? Yeah, no, but in the second one, the second film genuinely had, to my mind, I think it was the, I don't know if this is the aesthetic or the plot, genuinely had an air of something threatening about it, like actually threatening. Um, And it it kind of, I think possibly it was that sort of dystopian feel it was going for um, that felt, I I don't know, something about it that was just a little bit on the side of genuine horror rather than... I don't know. I could never quite put my finger on it. I like the bit where the car flies. Tell me what you think, listeners. The car. Oh, that was the second one that flew, wasn't it? Because he had the misdiffusion. And the end of the first one. Yeah. Was that the end of the first one? 
Yeah. Oh, that's a very famous end of the where, first one, isn't it? Yes, where it's, like, where it's your kids, going, Marty. We, yeah, 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 we yeah, have to yeah, do yeah. something about your kids. Yeah. Don't, don't meddle. Well, you leave it just what you do. Well, why Why did Doc Brown make the time machine? Oh, because he fell and hit his head in 1955 on the toilet. Yes. That's why. And the idea and came he invented to him. the flux capacitor, yeah. yeah. But he fell and hit his head. Wasn't it because he thought Marty was in, like he heard something? I don't know. There's all kinds of weird things with like circular. I don't recall. No, and there's all there's all kinds of fun things with those films as well, like um, the, with, the, with the, the continuity. Pine the yeah, pines Twin Pines and, Mall yes. and Lone Pines Mall, and all kinds of weird things where it's like, does stuff split off? Um, well, yeah, he drew a little diagram, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Oh yeah. What am I thinking of then? Oh no, I'm thinking of the latest Avengers, like Marvel business. Possibly. Where they had like all the Terminator. The... That's a closed loop time travel. Is it a closed film. loop? Why is it closely? Oh, because of course, because what's his face goes back in time. Because Kyle Reese, yeah, has it off with what's her name. Did John Connor know that he was sending his father back in time to make him do a sex on his mother? I think and he must have here? done because didn't he? Didn't his mother tell him tell John Connor like what he would grow up to do or something? And she got like sent she, to prison or something she, for being, you know, a bit for, for being quite thought, justifiably a bit anxious, a bit about, over the top. Yeah, yeah. I still think. I I think the deleted scene where Sarah is wheeled out of the, the, the plant at the end of the first Terminator film um, and there's a couple of people talking and like looking at the robot's hand and looking at a chip being like, what is this? Oh, it That's must be Japanese. The and then she's loaded into an ambulance and the camera pans up and it's Cyberdyne Systems. Yeah. And I, I think that could have been kept in. I like that as a as a little additional... Say that the whole the thing loop. started because he came back to yeah, and it's a closed loop. Yeah, isn't that a paradox? Yes, the grandfather paradox. Right. Yeah. So did he know that he was sending his father back? The he first might. time, does, no. Uh, but there she, was no first time. There was no first is the time. problem. Does she, which is where the paradox? I, actually, comes I think from. she she talks about this when she's recording. Sarah tapes. Connor. Yeah, yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That final shot, they weren't. They had no permission to film that. They filmed it illegally. Which one? The first film. Yeah, the final shot in the first film where she's driving off into the. Why, what, why did they need permission? I don't know. The, was it from the, the highways the, agency? The, yeah, or highways agency or the land that it was on. Oh, is that why they didn't use it in the original cut? I think they did use that. Did in the they? Cut. Yeah, they just weren't. It was just a bit of trivia for you. Oh. There you go. Is it true that I've heard? <laughs> we should get back to the comic in a minute, but this is quite interesting. So, in the latest bold claims, Ma- yeah, in the latest Mad Max, I heard that they couldn't actually get insurance for the mad stuff that Cirque du Soleil was doing with the um, uh, the war boys and the you know like going from car to car. Um, across the desert, so they just fucking did it anyway and hoped for the best. I've heard that's the case. I don't know if it's true. Mrs. Warboys. It sounds like it ought to be. I like that um, he gave it to... Who, I don't know if it's who his... He? Who he? Uh, George Miller. Oh, the director. The director. Yeah. Um, gave it to an editor who had never edited an action film before. Um, because... In did his, he really? Yeah, in his words, I think it was his partner, I'm not sure... Huh. Um, like a seventy odd year old woman, something like that. Um, but with film with a, with, uh, who was an just, editor, yeah. Specialise in um, because it, I think, in his words, were if I gave it to somebody who'd edited an action film, it would look like any other action film. Uh, that's interesting. And yeah, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage to piece it together. Oh, Absolute cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. Oh, it from is, the director yeah. of Happy Feet Two. Yeah. And Babe. And Babe Two, Pig in the City. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's, everyone's got a it's career a path. Gig, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a gig. Um, anyway, yeah. So John is 
John is sitting in front of the telly. Um, he's obviously, I think, revealing the plot of the film. and Narrating I, we, as he goes. Yeah, and we get the impression, I don't know. Um, Garfield looks... So from panel one to panel two, Garfield's gone from looking very happy and content to quite deflated. It looks like he's oh, flopped he looks, down looks, a bit. He looks just cross, doesn't he? He and looks he annoyed. Looks he looks yeah. annoyed. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're led to believe that he's annoyed because... John Arbuckle is revealing the plot, and the plot is probably, given the context of what he's saying, a spot of blood, a murder mystery. Yeah, it's a, a murder mystery or a, a, a you know. A, now, do we something th- like that, or do, spy film, or something do with we, a with a twist? Do we think? So this could go two ways. This could branch off, much like Back to the Future, mm. as we discussed. Do we think that this is only this bit here, and he's giving away the twist, or? Does this comic want us to believe that John Arbuckle has been doing this since the film started? Because I... I took it as he's been doing this throughout. I, I did as well. I don't. I don't think we could see it any other way. Um, I mean, I don't know why we would. Because if if he's just done it this once, then I, well, I was about to say that Garfield's you know actions Action. in the final comic strip strip panel panel. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, would be disproportionate, but there's nothing that we've seen of Garfield so far that gives him any kind of restraint when it comes to proportionality <sighs> but, of his actions. But also, I mean, he could be justified in doing this if he's into the film, if he's enjoying it. Yeah, that's true. And, and, is, and he's about know, to reveal a major plot. And he's plot about to reveal a major plot. Yeah. Like, if we revealed that John Connor sent Kyle Reese back through time <laughs> to father himself. I mean, it would be, but that I think it's a pretty old film. Should we put like spoiler warnings for those films on the for these ancient nineteen eighties and nineties films in the podcast? I think Harlan Ellison is it Harlan Ellison or Harlan Ellis? Harlan Ellison, right? I have no mouth and I must yeah. scream. Um, I think he sued James Cameron. Um, what for an idea? Yeah, so, which is why now when you watch like later cuts of the film, there's a um, like not with thanks to but it, inspired by or something. Oh, was it? short stories or something like that. James Cameron says it was it came it was to him as a dream. Yeah. yeah that the vision of this um metal shiny uh endoskeleton. Exoskeleton? Exo skeleton. Oh yeah. It's just a skeleton. <laughs> it's just a shiny skeleton. Yeah. So this is something that I've talked about before. Hang on a minute, before you get onto that, was it a Harlan and a story? Apparently he wrote right, a very okay. similar story. Um I if it's one of those things umbrage. where, like, sometimes where you know, in like cases of um, you know music um, plagiarism, um, someone genuinely didn't intend to copy it, mm. but like they've heard it once before and it just came back to them unconsciously like, or something like, like that. Like when all birds learn how to open milk bottles. Mm. Mm. Anyway, you were saying. I have talked about this at length. I want an animatrix treatment of the Terminator. The first Terminator mm. was a horror film. Mm. It was. It was a. It was, a chase, it was a chase yeah. movie, yeah. yeah. Um, Terminator 2, great film, inadvertently coined all modern action it, cinema. Yeah. It, yeah, it was action-y. Yeah. It was like there were there was cracking wise. Um, it was still like there were moments of genuine terror in it, but it was and an it, action film. And it, first it and kind foremost. of deliberately explored that sort of very masculine, you know, father son relationship that a lot of action films yeah. do, because that whole generation of films was made by a lot of men who had poor relationships with their fathers, or lost their fathers, or to lost war. their fathers to war. Exactly. Yeah. And so I, I want, to, and and since Terminator Two, you can't make a good Terminator film. The first half hour of Dark Fate was pretty good. 
Is that? Is that? I don't the, know. I've only so, ever seen one and two. So Dark Fate was the latest one where they got um, Linda Hamilton back. Oh, did they get her back? They got her back. Um, and she... So, like, the first, the first half hour of the film is the Terminator chasing someone. And someone who is important to Skynet. Or rather, it's not Skynet, it's something different. Anyway, but it's it's small scale, it's local, it's set in like a, a village in Mexico. And it's similar to Terminator in the sense that there's this unstoppable it's like thing. The Resident Evil 8, or whatever it was, of the series. What? Don't worry, carry on. Um... And it's it was it was a bit more horror-y, but then it obviously goes back to being a, a big bombastic action film. Yeah. And I think the Terminator series needs a series of shorts, like short stories, short films, mm. may, maybe like the Animatrix, sort of around the exploring edges. the yeah. horror, exploring the connotations yeah. as well, and not just horror, but also kind of some of the moments of levity and some of the moments of beauty in that yeah. particular story. Yeah, the you bit know. where she's the, the... building pipe bombs with Kyle Reese, and it's a genuine touching, but like it's. There's something I mean, sweet it, it about was that. parodied in um, Sleepless in Seattle, but yeah, I see where you're going. Was it? Well, there's a bit. Is it Sleepless in Seattle, or am I thinking of? Am I, is that the one I'm thinking of? Anyway, it was a film where it was one of those Meg Ryan, um, Tom knots his face. Oh, what is it? Tom Hanks films? You yes. know, sort of romantic comedies. And I think now it's been literally years since I've seen the film, but it basically cuts between like. And it's very kind of gender stereotypical, but it's also kind of a little bit of a comment on you know, gendered reactions to films. Um, and the you know the, the women are talking about a rom-com and like, and then he, and then he, he, he fire, and the men are going all like, and then, and then he unpins the grenade and puts it into the truck. And I, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it, it's that kind of the, the compartmentalization of emotional responses, um, which, you know, anyone who's seen um, inside out will know is a fake idea but anyway um yeah i, I think won't. i think i think i want to see i want to see a short cartoon where a sentient robot taking part in the the, the war are they sentient oh yeah I I some, yeah, yeah some they... of them were, well well skynet gained sentience skynet gained the sentience problem. but did I want to see. I want to see a subset. I want. To, well, that's something that could be explored. Is there perhaps a place for you know, like a short, and you, it would be done best in cartoon, where a subset of Skynet does it gain sentience? Does it look at a flower before it treads on it? Does it? Does it observe perhaps, or perhaps even it doesn't understand the beauty of a flower? Perhaps it looks at the beauty of a a, a, a metal form, maths. you know, or like you know, the sort of a, a, a form. Of a, a spiral, you know, a Fibonacci spiral shell or something like that, and observes the mathematics within it and hesitates before crushing it. You know, something like that that I think would be interesting. I want one where the Terminator, where there's a Terminator that's that's gone in the ocean because of a mistake, and it's all uh, people think it's a sea monster sometimes. Yeah, no, that works too. That's what I want. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So anyway. Um, John and Garfield are watching the telly. Oh yeah, we're recording a podcast about Garfield. Yeah, um, they're watching a film, and John is, um, yeah, he's he's giving away the plot. Garfield's really unhappy about this. He looks he looks a bit weary as well. Mm, he's so slumped. He's very he's, much slumped. His body language has changed to indicate his distaste. Yeah, and the very final panel, um, John is like boss-eyed. His eyes are kind of very his eyes are wide. wide open. He's boss-eyed, and the reason for this is that Garfield has stuck the Coke bottle in his mouth to shut him up. Can I just say, 
That was a genuine and sincere laugh at a Garfield comic. Yeah, That's really quite, it's, it's quite funny. It's, it's very quite funny. funny. And what makes it funny as well is something that I know we've spoken about before, but it's the genuine human touch to the drawing mm. and the art. And, and Garfield looks so smug in this. Garfield final looks cover. really it's smug. It's a really genuinely funny drawing of Garfield. Yeah. John John's eyes. I never are, thought I'd say that. John's eyes are wide open. <laughs> the his cheeks look like they're bulging out a little bit. The bottle is way up in that mouth. Yep. Garfield has relaxed back. He's, he's enjoying smiling the film. broadly, yeah. and he's enjoying the film. Yeah, he's enjoying the film now that he's no longer getting a constant stream of spoilers. And his the, his little smug face. Yep. And it's quite small as well. Um, there's not a lot of detail here. Yes. Which, which gives it gives just gives us an impression. This this is. And I, I don't want to be like, oh, digital art, blah, 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 because a lot of digital art is incredibly beautiful. But here we really do see the difference between the hand-drawn, careful artistry of, of the early work and what we have now, which is just the just copy and paste, you know, flash animation yeah. style kind of thing. It's, it's, it's very funny. It's very charming. It is it's, very funny. John's face is full of character. Garfield is real, real pleased with himself. And it's there's no dialogue in the third panel. Um, it would have been spoiled by John going... Which is what we'd see like now. That. Or what we'd see in a kind of, you know, lesser webcomic. Yeah. Garfield would be thinking, that's better. Yeah. Like, it would... It would it there's wouldn't that, have the confidence to let it There breathe. was something that emerged from, like, 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s, and, and into the kind of early 2010s webcomics... Um, and and the newspaper comics in general, and this is something that I've seen touted a lot in um, relevant threads on the Something Awful forums, which is that any uh, uh, the vast majority of comics can be improved by either removing the last panel yes. entirely or removing any dialogue from the last panel. Um, and it's absolutely true. There's, yeah. there's, there's just that sort of impulse to just just tinker, just put a bit more in. Yeah. Just people worry that the J- audience Jay won't Foreman's get familiarity it. Curve. Yeah, the familiarity curve. You know, you come up with an idea that you think is good, and then you tinker around with it so much because our own kind of insecurities kind of say, oh, maybe it wasn't that good in the first place. Um, and I think we 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 you know I think some creative folks um, are so anxious about controlling the narrative and controlling the way in which their work is seen that they they labor the point to the extent that you know there's so many rubbing out marks that it's all just smudged and smeary um and you know and i mean that as a metaphor rather than literally um and and you get yeah sort of so much in the way of i have to explain this to the audience i have to explain it to them in such a way that they will understand it Whereas actually the real interest for me lies in the kind of, I'm going to use the phrase, liminal spaces, the ambiguity of a work. Sometimes it's better to put less in and just let people kind of either come to their reaction of it, in, the, you know, in which case the the experience of going on that kind of mental journey is in itself valuable, or let the ambiguity sit, you know, just, just let it let it go out there. She says 46 minutes into a Garfield podcast where we describe to the audience in excruciating detail what is there in front of us? Yeah, but that's showing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know what I'm getting. No, you're, at. no, you're you're quite right. I just thought that would be funny to say. And on reflection, it wasn't. So, yeah, I just I just think let's it's... edit that bit out. <clears throat> whose just... whose turn is it to edit today? <laughs> I just think it's interesting to to see how the more is more crowd hmm. have ironically crowded out the sort of subtler approach to these things i was going to say what we could do is look at what today's comic is 
and have a look at what the difference between the two is. But I don't want to either set a precedent. Actually, that might be quite good. No. Well, we could do it we just, just do it we for could us. Do what, this is the thing. You're overthinking it. It's a classic example right there. You came up with an idea and then you undermined it yourself and you overthought it. Yeah, Let's then, just do it. We have a, Let's what, see what happens. Oh, no. Oh, I don't. I know this is new. This is change. Yeah, well, I don't not? like it. Just, just for a moment. Oh God. Oh no, though. Yeah. Oh. March third, twenty twenty-two. Ghastly. Absolutely ghastly. Yep. That's dog shit. Yep. I don't like it. Good. And we're back. <laughs> I think the newsprint, like the stippling, the the cut, it just adds texture, and that's yeah, that's not there anymore. It's very flat yeah. and lifeless. I know. Um, it was a. Uh... I mean, three three panel comic strips are a staple mainstay of the you know the genre. The, they are a thing in and of itself. But I know that um, Bill Waterson always used to complain that he didn't have enough space mm. to tell his stories, and a lot of Calvin and Hobbes strips relied on space. And I think I'm not comparing Jim Davis to Waterson because it's just not, you know. I don't think it's a fair comparison. They were doing completely different things. But in this final space, uh, final uh, strip uh, uh, panel, there is space. The space is being used. Yeah. It's, it's not it's, being filled with anything. Yeah. It's, 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 good it's allowing us to, it lets it breathe. to absorb it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, Garfield looks quite funny. And also, a cat done a big, rude A cat done a big, rude bottle. thing and yeah. is looking really pleased with himself. I like this. This is yeah. very funny. I think it's. We've said we like them more often than not. We have in these these early ones. I've been quite enjoying it. Yeah, I've I've been enjoying it's it. It's like the equivalent of reading a, an old Garfield book on the toilet. Is this podcast? We. <laughs> I also like that I just said we and ended the yep. sentence. We is a thing you do in <laughs> toilet as well. Um, I think we dislike what Garfield has become rather than so. Garfield. And I think that as... for me, it's more of a contrast for me as well. Yeah, as as Gandhi said. Um, I like your Garfield, um, but I do not like your Garfield. I like your Garfield, but I do not like your Garfield. Yeah. What? What's, I don't. I, I've, I've had it attributed to Gandhi. I don't know if it is. Like, I, I What's like, the original quotation? So, I, I was about to say that. Along the lines of, um, uh, I like your Christ, do not like your Christians. Something like oh, that. Oh yeah, I've often I've heard something similar, but I I quite like that. Yeah, yeah, I, and I, I like that as a thing. I, Jesus, the figure in the Bible, actually said some really nice things. Be decent to each other. No, that you know, was stop being hypocrites. That was Bill and that Ted. Was Bill and Ted, yeah. But um, yeah, just you know, stop stop being assholes to each other. You know, give away all your possessions and help the poor. Yeah, there's no there's no room for hedge funds for you know. There's no room for, for hedge funds. For in, illegitimate you know, followers of Christ rather than Christians. And I say this as an ex-Christian. I think that's what Garfield is. What, Christ? Yes. A Christ allegory. The son of God. All right, Grant Morrison. Yeah. We, and we <laughs> mentioned Grant Morrison more than we, we don't do. in this comic. Yeah. Um, at least yeah. we've stopped saying pendulous as much. Well, he's not as pendulous. I don't know. I There's some jowls happening there. I don't think he is. Should we have a look at the comments? Yeah, go on then. Um, oh, if we had a jingle for this, like... There you go. Oh, my God. Mazda Fan 1. Lols love to do that to someone. What, you just want to shove a bottle in someone's face? Wow. Wow. Pookie and Odie. Pookie and yeah. Odie, almost 12 years ago. Says the last word is suspicious. There are four replies here. I don't know if that's someone saying that... Well, 
I'm giving them more credit than it's worth. I'm saying the last word is suspicious. They mean they mean suspicious as in suspect. Um, but I don't think they do. I think they literally just are trying to be helpful by telling everyone yeah. what and we're And the word, the word is suspiciously. Yeah. The word should be suspiciously because this guy is acting very suspicious. Yeah, so he's got Doesn't it Doesn't feel right. Yeah. Let's see what the four replies to that are. God, I hope it kicks off. No, duh. We know... Hello, there is still soda in that bottle that will spill on Garfield. That now, last one is a point well made. I wanted to bring that up and yeah. I completely forgot because we somehow got distracted. There is soda still in that bottle yeah. that will spill on Garfield. Maybe the lid's on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh maybe it looks like a bottle cap one, doesn't it? It could be a twisty cap. Could be a twist cap. Yeah, or there could be just enough oh, that it won't medicine. move. <laughs> and therefore very oh, viscous. Garfield swigging <laughs> from a bottle of yeah. cough medicine. Just off his hooves. And it's American on... cough medicine yeah. as well. So. Wow. <laughs> um, I'd love to do that to the people who talk on their cell phones the entire time at movies, says Comics so, Master 1000. So relatable. Garf plus canned her equals great. Two of my pet peeves. One, someone explaining the movie while it's on, and I don't want them to. And two, people spoiling the movie before I watch it. However, I don't mind people saying, oh, this is a good brackets, funny, scary, gross, etc. part while it's on, because I do it myself. This has the same energy to me as those people who reply to like Amazon review requests mm. with, I don't know, I never used it. Mm. I, um, don't, I don't have one don't of these, one, so yeah. I can't review it. Well, yeah, it's, it's the same energy. I have less of a comment, more of a question. Wait the other way. Um, and they've posted that twice. There's a double post. Um, so good they posted twice. Any noticeable difference between the two? Mm. No, I think. Oh, no. Um, there is a noticeable difference between the two. The second one has no formatting. The first movie, while and before, are bolded. First movie, the first comment, while and before, are bolded. And in the second comment, they are not. Baffling. There's there's something... To, again, if this were a Grant Morrison comic. Also, um, Nick JB 2006, almost three years ago, animated Avatar. Yeah. Of Yosemite Sam uh, shooting the floor. Galactic Yoshi, right on Garfield. You you tell him. Yep. Give, stick it to the man, quite literally, Garfield. Thanks, Garfield. Otherwise, John would have talked about the plot through the whole film. You're not there, Angel Princess. You're not watching this film. What mirror neuron firing thing is happening? You're not. You're not there. You're not. Not at the very least, because that comment was posted over ten years ago, and this comic strip was written in 1978. This, these are the people who are really invested in the world of John Arbuckle and Garfield. Like, th this is deep lore. Then you, th but they're not watching that is film. Is that is that like a micro fan fiction? Maybe yeah. me and my friend got. So you know the um, it's my birthday. Bring it in, guys. Every character from fan fiction, fiction movies, books comes and we all have a big party no, forums post no. uh, well what I'm about to say is also a spoiler for a video game so I'll tell you about it off air um, which means this past 42 seconds of me talking is just pointless isn't it um is that... I mean that. <laughs> what glass houses and all that. That's what you do says German visitor almost 10 years ago when you are watching a movie with the pack Commenting. I no, mean, I quite like. Not, you know, maybe somebody might. This could be a sort of person who thinks. This is that, an Arbuckle apologist. An Arbuckle. Well, it could be the sort of person who thinks they're MST3K. Like, thinks they're a hilarious oh. bean. And be like, oh, oh let's, let's put that. on a movie and. I hate it. And, and, and oh, everyone. Oh, let's, let's riff. Let's riff How on. about you fucking don't? Yeah. 
Oh, and everyone in the cinema clapped when oh. I said, Oh, I don't think that's his sausage. <laughs> oh. I told you about the... Um, I must have told you before, my parents went to see Robin Hood, you know, the Prince of Thieves, mm. um, the Kevin Costner one in the cinema. And, you know, having grown up in Leeds, they saw it in the cinema in Leeds. I think it was the... Oh, Headingley. Anyway, that's a very niche niche. Some a tiny, tiny, tiny proportion of people may have some idea of where Headingley is. Anyway, that's um, in Leeds, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and because of the way it's oh, if filmed, you're still boiling that egg, by the way, it's going to be way hard. It's going to be very hard. Yeah, but it might make a good sandwich. Um, how would an egg make a sandwich? With difficulty. Practice. Man, um, <laughs> the um. Like so, if you've seen the Robin Hood film with Kevin Costner, like they go to Sheffield via Hadrian's Wall from the White Cliffs of Dover, um, and um, like some wag in the cinema shouted, uh, "You've you took the wrong turning at Scotch Corner or something like that," and it always kind of strikes me as being one of those like like really British moments in a kind of like curly cucumber sandwiches and grey moustaches and cold days on like Bridlington Beach kind of comments. I can't quite describe why. It's something to do with the deep a deep collective and abiding hatred of the road network. But God forbid anyone who is an outsider attempts to either understand it or subvert it. Curly cucumber sandwiches was Marvel's Doctor Strange. What? You heard. Curly Q cumber sandwiches with right. Marvel's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was Marvel. Is that the point? Is this a subversion C- cur- of a subversion? Curly Q cumber sandwiches played Sherlock Holmes alongside Martin Freeman oh! in the 2010s I was overthinking BBC that. Sherlock. I was adaptation. really overthinking that. I thought you were like kind of you know giving a. a Did you think that I, I thought am- it was a parody of like cultural commentary in some in some way? But what you were actually doing was you were making fun of Benedict Cumberbatch's name. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Got should, you. should we try that? Should we should we get a clean take on no, that? Should we no. Get... <laughs> no. Hang on. It's not. <clears throat> Curly cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> See, no, hang on, save the laughter until we finish. Curly Cucumber Sandwiches played Marvel's Doctor Strange. Did he? No, that was Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> oh my god. Martin Freeman played the script. R. Tucker 319 mm. misses the fucking point. Yes. Um, I would do that too if someone was talking too much about something that I don't care about. R. Tucker 913. Garfield did that because he was invested in the film. Because he was enjoying himself, you see in the you see in the last panel that Garfield the cat is happy that he's watching this film. Yeah, he would have just got down and done something else. Yeah. Otherwise. Ah, Tucker, nine thirteen. Yeah. Can you scroll down? You bastard! Wow. Um, Detail one two three. Spoiler alert. Yep. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. You've described the comic. D.D. Holloway, I know, I hate it when that happens to me. Smiley face. Uh, Captain Corgi, over three years ago, says nobody likes spoil. Captain Disillusion is in um, Jay Foreman's latest video. Latest on Finish London. Do you know what's so funny is that I was watching Captain Disillusion videos like right back when he only had a couple of thousand followers on YouTube. I subscribed way, way, way back before I think we'd even met or started talking or anything like that. Like, might have been, but a very, very long time ago because I was linked to it from the forums. Um, It was just, uh, yeah, like an interesting bit that someone posted. Um, 
Isn't that funny? Um, Scribbles over a year ago says, No more spoilers, John. Garfield might do more than that. Wow. Is he implying that he might put the bottle up his butthole? How would that shut John up? It wouldn't. Well, it would, but only for a moment. And then it would be more noisy than it had been originally. Mm. Uh, Garfield's left whiskers have less hair. Panel three, says Carmine uh, Bazile. Garfield. Hang on. Hang I think, on. I think they've, they've. This is a bit like what you were talking about the other day. You know, the Garfield's left whiskers have less hair. Panel three. This is someone who thinks they've. Yeah, it's just because there's like a little. Yeah, they have less hair because it's it's a drawing. And it's just a little bit of... Oh my ding. CinemaSins. Ding. Yeah. Ding. Oh, actually, no. uh, Cancel commenter 12 months ago says sus. Uh, Nate Wright, brackets distorted edition, uh, says XD, which is the, the smiley face. Rat, um, ratters, raters, formerly Arta Pashkoff, brackets, I speak Yoda. Dude, Garfield can see the movie too, you know. Yep. Mm. No one likes spoilers, says Warriors Firestar versus Scourge, the ultimate battle. That's a username and a half, isn't it? Um, and that's it. That's those, yeah. are, those are the comments. Yeah. I liked that. I didn't like the comments. I, like Obviously, the comments. They, I quite like the script. I like that. That's very funny. This yeah. made you genuinely laugh. It was cute. It's that picture of Garfield in the a final very one. very smug Garfield. The fat, round, smug cat. It's I'm, very cute. I recommend looking at this with your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are supported by Patreons. We are. Which is outrageously right. We are going to thank two of them directly. We are going to thank Ian Fletcher, just just like this. Nice. Thank you very much. And we're going to thank Timmy Nolan, just like this. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you. Tiny round of applause for both of you. That's very Thank you, Ian Fletcher and Timmy Nolan. Um, If you too wish to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash IDLM podcast. It really helps, like... A, to get it our motivates us. It motivates. And B, it mostly it helps with the hosting costs. It covers the cost of hosting. And of course, yeah. our editor, um, who charges through the fucking nose. Um, we don't have an editor. What you mean? This highly professional and overproduced part. This is the. Um, should we do, like, look, should we do F- the last few minutes as professionally as possible? Well, I was going to compare this to Zig Zig Sputnik's Love Missile F111 in terms of overproduced podcasts. Oh, wall of sound. Um, I think you should go to patreon.com slash IDLM podcast. Uh, if you do that and uh, subscribe at £3 a month, you get access to these a week early. If you subscribe to them at £6 a month, you get access to them a week early. And you get access to an essay written by Cat Kelly each month. Cat Kelly, an actual smart person doing an MA in English literature, yeah. will be applying her critical eye to yeah. things I'm aiming for like tangentially 15th, Garfield related. 15th of each month. My brain is a bit blamongy at the moment due to anxieties. So We'll get one out I'll, I'll at some best. point. And if you are Jim Davis, and only if you're Jim Davis, you can subscribe to the Jim Davis tier, which is £10,000 a month. Thus far, it's only for he Jim hasn't. Davis. It's only yeah. for Jim Davis. Um, so don't if you're not him. Yep. Um, if people want to contribute wordfully, you can email idlmpodcast at gmail.com or tweet the podcast, idlmpodcast, on Twitter. Catherine, if somebody wanted to buy a drawing of a bum with hand rosied cheeks... What would they have to do? Uh, they could go to my website at chickenscrash.co.uk. And if they wanted to follow you on Twitter? I am at Wangleberry. And if they wanted to watch 
me solve a cryptic crossword? What would they do? Go to twitch.tv forward slash brainmage around lunchtime on a weekday. Lovely. You can always find me on Twitter at brainmage as well. Um, oh, review us on things. Oh, yeah, that helps. If you've Thank enjoyed you. this. Yes, um, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever uh, gets this noticed by more yeah, people. That and helps. that's I think that's an act of profound violence. But well, you know, it's nice to just talk to people, isn't it? It's well. Yeah. Uh, so, take your egg off the boil. Yeah, definitely. definitely it, it might have boiled dry by now, so it'd be like. Oh, yeah. then you just have a hot egg in a pan. Well, it can be a bit dangerous. Like, and if you've not pierced the egg beforehand, which you know, I've never pierced an egg. I've boiled. I always pierce an egg before I boil it. Pierce an egg was a James Bond. Mm. Um, I like saying James Bond, but a James putting Bond. a James Bond, a yeah, James putting Bond. the emphasis. Yeah. And it's like when you said Tom Hanks, it's it's really fun. A Tom Hanks, a Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, it's great, isn't it? When you've That's got good. if you've got a celebrity, yeah. say their name like, well, what they are, which is an, an aspect yeah. like they are an example of a kind of thing. Yeah. A Tom Cruise, yeah, yeah, like I I enjoy a Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah, I, I yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I oh, like oh, 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 a Charlize Theron. Yeah. Um, a James Bond. Yeah, definitely take that egg off. Take, um, take and the egg like off. make sure to like crack it before you, you know, like just crack it against the thing before you put, put a bit of cold water on it or something because it might explode otherwise. How would it explode? Like if you put a. Oh, that's a bird. If you put a microwave in an egg. <laughs> wait, <laughs> scratch that, reverse it. <laughs> uh, oh, I should have just stopped the podcast then. If you put a microwave in if an you egg. Put an egg in the microwave, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and, on, and on that bombshell uh, well that's thank you um how Catherine, what day is it um monday no, no it's thursday it's thursday right oh, i'm if... trying this time oh shit you were. i was trying okay how do you feel about mondays uh, egg in a microwave goodbye